Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. I'm excited to, to bring another friend uh, on, on the uh, podcast today. It's Michael Archuleta. He's CIO at Mount San Rafael Hospital. Welcome, Michael. Hey, thank you, John. It's always an honor being here, man. You do such an amazing job really uh, promoting and getting the word, the news out of the importance of healthcare IT and what's happening. So definitely honored to be here. Yeah, well, I always love uh, learning from you. Uh, I think you have such a distinct style that I, I'm excited to share with our audience. So uh, for those people who don't know about you or your organization, tell us about yourself and Mount San Rafael Hospital. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Michael Archuleta. I'm the Chief Information Officer with Mount San Rafael. We are a facility, a community hospital here in Southern Colorado. Um, I mean, and uh, really focusing a lot on creating better patient outcomes, you know, and now we're seeing how the acceleration of digital transformation has just truly changed so many initiatives. So really continuing to really focus on patient outcomes is such a critical and important component to our overall success. Um, And I think my job is really leading up the technology initiatives of truly utilizing technology as an actual tool to, again, create better initiatives, better ways of innovating, better ways of providing um, enhanced and efficient patient care, um, I think is, is really important. And really building that strong digital strategy as well, which again, I always say that hospitals, clinics, are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. We're mm. truly living in the digital age of healthcare. Yeah, it's evolved a lot. So, I mean, kind of on that note, uh, you have I, I, when I talk to a CIO, they have so many projects they could work on. So I'd love to hear from you. What's the most important thing that you're working on today and, and why did you choose it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think this project chose me. <laughs> it's a, we just we just recently we recently just built a brand new healthcare facility. Um Phenomenal place. I mean, we really focused a lot on uh, patient engagement initiatives. I think um, when we were really building this hospital, this was definitely, we did not um, anticipate COVID and all the delays, stops here and there. So again, we had to really adapt to some of these specific pro- uh, processes that we basically uh, incorporated. And then when COVID really hit, you know, the, the importance of what we were really having to do is, you know, spinning up some of our telehealth clinics, uh, looking at sending some people home moving forward. And I think if you look at the aspect as a whole, especially in healthcare, we saw that a lot of these healthcare organizations were basically struggling. And I always say though, too, is that, Healthcare has been one of those industries, unfortunately, that has been uh, that is that has had so many antiquated systems, so many antiquated processes in place that it was really a hard thing for some of these organizations to say, well, now we're going to be sending people home. So, you know, really adapting to some of those actual changes. I mean, one of the most explosive changes to really happen again was, you know, all of these tele communicating applications, really getting involved with some of these initiatives. And that was really important for us. So then when COVID hit, I've always been focused on how do we as an organization build a strong foundation? And honestly, your infrastructure within your org is really the actual backbone 
to creating better initiatives moving forward. Um, so again, you know, we focused a lot on virtualization effort. We focus a lot on virtual desktop infrastructure efforts. You know, we focus a lot on enhanced bandwidth connectivity. So then when you're looking at telehealth and when you're looking at sending people home, we had that foundation in place. We were able to send our people home efficiently, effectively, securely. We were able to spin up those telehealth clinics very quickly. Uh, we were able to continue to provide that digital experience for our patients, even if our patients weren't able to come to the actual facility itself. So it was a, it was a massive change for everyone moving forward. But one of the most important things um, that we really established was making sure that we did have that solid foundation in place. And then again, too, is if you look at, you know, COVID as a whole, and we've seen how the how COVID-19 has really accelerated this industry, even on a technology standpoint. And we've seen the importance of what IT really brings to the table. You know, and that's, that's why I always say though too, is that incorporating IT as a core component to the organizational strategy isn't a technology makeover, but truly a business revolution. And the problem with IT as a whole as I said, especially in the healthcare industry, is IT has always, has always acted as an actual ticket taker versus a true value maker. And IT can no longer, again, especially we're seeing all of these initiatives. And as I stated too, hospitals and clinics are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. We can no longer be considered that actual cost center, but that strategic mm -hmm. revenue contributor this is truly the digital age of healthcare, and IT has to be a core component to the overall organizational strategy in order to create successful outcomes moving forward. Yeah, I love that around focusing on as a business optimizer rather than a cost center. That's that that's an important message there, and also the flexibility. I mean, we we've learned during COVID having the flexibility empowers you. But I think it's interesting that you have a new hospital. Did that allow you to implement new initiatives that if you were doing it in the old hospital, maybe would have been harder because you didn't have the wiring or you didn't have the connectivity or, you know, did it open up kind of overcoming those previous workflows that were a challenge? I'd, I'd love to hear, you know, if it provided those opportunities. No, absolutely. I mean, it provided a lot more enhanced opportunities moving forward. I mean, you, you've seen in the past, I know you posted, you know, our before and afters on some of our data yeah, centers, data basically, center. <laughs> you know, we, we did. And I mean, having a fresh start of, you know, building specific IDFs in different locations, really enhancing more digital strategies um, was, was such an awesome thing. You know, we, we took away all of the physical whiteboards, we put in digital boards, we oh, put cool. in uh, care boards and all the actual patient rooms itself. We honestly... If, if you come into our facility, and I hope one day you would definitely uh, take a visit. Let's do it. But it, we really gave it this, this, this spa feel like, you know, going into a beautiful location, you know, enhancing technology, having a nurse or a clinician walk inside and outside of your room, having that patient look at his or her care board, seeing who that clinician is walking in, seeing who the uh, nurse is that's associated with this actual patient. So really the, the patient engagement initiative was really established there too. And again, we used 
um, digital uh, processes to really improve those specific outcomes, uh, which was extremely important. And again, that's why I always say is that that enhancement of the utilization of technology and especially allowing me to rebuild the overall architectural process really enhanced a lot of improvements moving forward. So I, I really loved it versus, you know, coming into an organization where it's already, uh, sometimes it could be a disaster. You don't know what you're walking into. I mean, many years ago, I walked into this org, you saw some of those pictures and, uh, it was an, an absolute nightmare. And I really questioned myself and said, was this maybe a good choice or not? Uh-huh. You know, so when, when you build something new and you build it right, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, an easier process because in the long run, you really want the best of the best uh, moving forward instead of just fixing issues that were prior uh, there before your arrival. Yeah, I've been through that as well. Uh, and, and although, you, you know, you say it's easier, but man, the details are overwhelming. So. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, though, the, the details, the uh, architect meetings. Um, yeah. How, it, it was where definitely... are there going to be plugs for you to plug stuff? In? I mean, like it, even just like that simple concept. It, is like exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know that too well. So, uh, I mean, honestly, those details were were extremely you know, where do we want to position this? What specific ports do we want to do here? I mean, there was um, a lot of detail involved, detail oriented. It was, was really an important thing to make sure that we were hitting all of those specific aspects. Um, and again, though, too, is COVID came into play. We had a lot of uh, employees having to get quarantined and some specific projects uh, being put on hold. I mean, talk about a, just a, a tough, tough time challenge. I mean, it was, it's probably one of the most uh, biggest challenges that I've, uh, you know, really have endured during my overall career is designing this facility on a IT digital architectural standpoint, you know, adding in all those specific details and then making sure that everything works, everything comes into place moving forward. And then of course, adding COVID, it's just like, it's a little cherry on top of the overall cake. <laughs> You're like, hey, here's a little surprise for you. Um, <laughs> it's not that little either. So, I mean, it's interesting you talk about that as a challenge. And, you know, beyond this new hospital, what do you think, uh, you know, is one of the most challenging things you're dealing with? And how are you approaching it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the, I think this new age of really, um, the acceleration of digital transformation, these new uh, tele-application initiatives mm-hmm. that are really coming into place. I mean, we're really incorporating those. We're really adapting to those processes, you know, really enhancing our telehealth clinics, really continuing to focus on better patient engagement initiatives, you know, making sure that uh, we have good technology that would still reach those people and allow them to basically interact with their clinicians moving forward. I think that's really important. And then also too, you know, this, the, the reprioritization of information technology, when we look at it as a whole too, you know, you go over from that uh, value base, um, you go from a fee to service to now the value base initiative. I mean, that is such an important thing because again, is if we look at this, as transformational CIOs, you know, we must continue to really pursue strategies and tactics, 
you know, which really position our organization for successful outcomes and really, again, incorporate those importances of how, you know, we're moving from that fee to service to value-based care uh, model, which again, patient engagement is going to really play a critical role for successful outcomes. And that's why you, I've always said this since day one, is if you work in healthcare, your CEO is a patient. And as an organization, if we do not continue to focus and build strong asynchronous tools that benefit our patients, both inside and outside of our organizations, we will not be successful, especially with these new models really coming and moving and seeing how the, the evolution of the electronic medical record system is now moving towards you know, some of these new models, some of these new changes, you know, some ways, some different ways of how we're delivering care and how patients and how employees are even being, um, you know, retained and uh, trained and, yeah. and verified, you know, and that's a huge thing. And I think, you know, that remote access, everything going virtual from, uh, you know, remote meetings to being at home, working remotely. I mean, those those have all changed. And we've even seen, believe it or not, we sent all of our billers home and we even seen a huge improvement of these specific billers being uh, more accountable, uh, more efficient um, at being at home versus being on site where then they have colleagues, other interactions <laughs> with it, which, which, which there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. And but, they miss but, out on those a little probably. <laughs> and, and, and of course, you know, and we're all human, you know, we all like socializing and stuff, but we did see some good enhancements on uh, productivity on those standpoints too. So again, it's awesome. really, um, adding and incorporating to these initiatives and continuing again to really focus on some of our digital strategies that are important for uh, 2021 and beyond. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, you were recently appointed as an e-health commissioner uh, where you're advising the Office of e-health innovation in, Col in Colorado, which I, I know is really kind of the governmental health IT organization there in Colorado. So tell us some about you know, the work and, and what you're working to accomplish there in Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was such an honor uh, being appointed by the uh, Polis Primavera administration. Um, as an e-health commissioner, um, really focusing on doing what we call the IT roadmap refresh, you know, really focusing on strong initiatives uh, for the state of Colorado. There's really one that I am looking at, which, which is really uh, dear to my heart, and that's the HIE connectivity yeah. into, rural, into rural communities. You know, there's a lot of rural and frontier communities that basically don't have that specific type of access. Uh -huh. Continuing to create federal funding uh, for these rural and frontier areas and bringing in a broadband, more enhanced broadband connectivity. You know, we continue to see, again, that acceleration of digital transformation, but we really need to make sure that these specific areas have the tools that they need to honestly create these strong digital strategies. And, and to date, the Office of Health Innovation has basically invested over 22 million in critical health information technology projects to support the health uh, priorities. And, and again, as we all know that there's much more work to really reduce health disparities and increase health equity for all Coloradians. So as an, as an e-health commissioner, 
I'm really directly again involved with refreshing the roadmap strategy to really ensure this framework and projects pursued by the Office of eHealth Innovation support our state's health equity goals and really maximize the state's health IT infrastructure, policy, governance, innovation, security efforts moving forward. So it's it's really an important thing on what we're doing. I mean, I'm a I'm always busy juggling, you know, juggling chainsaws. <laughs> and then I add I'm some sure. more, uh, I add some more chainsaws to the juggle. <laughs> but, but again, this is, this is an amazing opportunity, uh, really getting involved and really creating and promoting, um, you know, some of the initiatives that the state of Colorado is doing. We are hosting the very first um, in-session community outreach session here in Trinidad, Colorado, um, so we will have members from the Office of eHealth Innovation, some team members there. Uh, we'll have myself, some other individuals. We're inviting a lot of community members to really have their overall opinions, you know, and their their frustrations, you know, explained. Because honestly, the thing is, is we, we want to make sure that we have that open door policy. We want to make sure that the community understands the importance of what we're basically doing. And especially on a, on a broadband connectivity, on a uh, telehealth initiative, on better federal fundings of providing better care uh, for individuals, you know, uh, that need it the most. So again, we are hosting it here. Uh, really excited. That's actually happening next week. Um, and it's hopefully going to be an excellent outcome. We're going to be discussing the IT roadmap refresh, uh, looking at some of all the different initiatives and really trying to get some community input on that standpoint too. Well, it's great. You're bringing that rural voice to them. Uh, I know the Colorado HIE uh, combined with the Arizona one, which if my geography's right, you're right on the border. So that's probably a, a good uh, result for you as well. <laughs> We, we are. And, and again, it's, it's such an important thing. And just really using this, this technology and, and everyone's input in, in trying to create better ways of, of connecting. Because we don't want to forget about our rule and our frontier areas. You know, this is, this is something that's really important. And some of these hospitals, like our facility, I mean, they're such an important asset to the overall community. You know, we've served so many individuals too, and we want to make sure that we are the best of the best and we're providing the best of the best. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you also do a, a lot of work with the Latinx community. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, we're Facebook friends. I see uh, all sorts of updates that are uh, pretty exciting for you in that community as well. But any suggestions on how health IT can be uh, more inclusive of the Latinx community? Yeah, absolutely. So I am involved in a lot uh, more. I am a, a Latinx myself. I'm really honored to be a Latino. And, uh, you know, a lot of Latinos often really lack access to health care and poor health outcomes. And that's really a, an issue that we basically see moving forward. And also, when we look at the industry as a whole, you know, we're really trying to promote more um, inclusion and more diversity, uh, which I think is really important. You know, we all, when it comes to diversity, really, we all have different focuses, different ways of thinking. And I think really incorporating everyone, we could create so many amazing outcomes moving forward. 
And, you know, it's, it's the Latinx community. We really need to be involved in a lot of these initiatives because, again, we could see how health IT could really improve some of these specific outcomes, uh, providing better access for these individuals, uh, providing, um, you know, better outcomes as well, and just utilizing technology just to really boost the overall efforts of what we're doing. So, it's it's an it's definitely an exciting time to uh, really see a lot of good Latinos being involved in some of these uh, diversity improvement processes, and we're just seeing a lot of things really happening within organizations, which I really think is really important too. Where organizations are now basically, you know, um, creating roles, diversity officers, you know, and creating more of an actual cultural understanding of the importance of having that diversity is, is really, really important moving forward. And I think healthcare needs a, needs a change on that standpoint too. So uh, really, uh, really excited on those, uh, those forefront initiatives. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, uh, you know, getting more uh, women as CIOs in healthcare and we, you know, we've done, tried to do our part on this podcast and, you know, and having those women voices and, and putting them up, but I'm trying to think how many Latin CIOs in healthcare do I know? I, there's not very many, I don't think. No, there's, there's, there's not at all. And then that's definitely an issue. And, you know, even promoting women, I think that's such an important thing, you know, with, uh, different cultures, different diversities, really bringing it in, you know, STEM is such a huge thing. I have a daughter, I'm always, you know, saying, getting involved in, you know, the science, the technologies, the engineering, the mathematics of the processes is really important. And, you know, we, we even had the honor of providing a cybersecurity boot camp to underserved um, communities here in the state of Colorado as well, That's cool. you know, and it, it, it was awesome, you know, cause you're seeing all kinds of different cultures, different groups that wouldn't have this opportunity, you know, like myself, you know, I grew up and, um, you know, I lived in the projects. I was, a uh, you know, really didn't have a lot of opportunities. I was one of the first to really go to college and just do different initiatives. But again, I think it's really important to lending that hand, and really trying to bring that person up and move forward is, is such an important thing. And that's why I always say that's, that's definitely one of the most important things that I think I would love to do is continue to really mentor and bring individuals up versus just leaving them there. Because I think sometimes we, we lack that even in our industry itself too, is that, you know, everyone is at a top position, but, they don't want to lend a hand to basically bring that uh, individual or mentor that person up to where he or she basically needs to be. So again, that mentorship, bringing in that overall um, diverse cultural um, efforts is really important to myself and really working with, um, you know, underserved uh, individuals in different communities and really continuing to promote is such a, an important thing because we want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to, to really honestly have that American dream. Awesome. So as we kind of wrap up here, uh, what's been the best, uh, the, the best advice you've been given in your career? You know, one of the best advices that I've honestly been uh, given in my career is, is be yourself, be mm. true to who you are. I think that's really important moving forward. Uh, you know, don't, um, don't try to be someone that, that you aren't. Um, 
be yourself, drive your initiatives, you know, and, and honestly be outspoken towards different items too. I think if we cannot um, express what we feel, we'll never get the words out moving forward. And honestly, we have to be happy of who we are and where we come from too, which at times, you know, is, is, is an issue. But um, that, that has really been a, an inspiration and a thing that I keep uh, moving forward with my overall career and anything that I do. Awesome. It's interesting. That calls back to some previous episodes on the CIO podcast. I know one of your mentors, Ed Marks, comes on and he's this dynamic, inspiration, story-driven, you know, amazing CIO. And then Will, Will Weeder came on and he's more of a pragmatic, numbers-driven, project-driven approach. And it was like, they couldn't be more starkly contrasted personality-wise. So to your sure. point, you have to be who you are. And they're both extremely successful. And, and that's the thing. You know, we, we, we are who we are. And uh, these individuals, you know, everyone's concept coming together and really driving good outcomes. I think that's, that's all what we want. You know, we want to we wanna learn, you know, we're, we're all unique individuals and we all bring something to the table too. But again, that's, that's just that inclusion all coming together to truly create better outcomes. It's, it's such an important thing. And I'll always, you know, John, I really appreciate you because you're always promoting different ideas. I mean, you're, you're definitely a, an amazing individual, open-minded towards different initiatives. And um, you continue to to be an amazing success and a good friend. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you know, we, we try to do what's right, right? We're trying to push healthcare forward. And, you know, at the end of the day, our vision at Healthcare IT Today is that technology can improve healthcare. And, and you know, anything we can do to support that, we try to do so. Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate you uh, taking part in this episode of the CIO podcast at Healthcare IT Today. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find the rest of the series, you can be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.